to the Native Americans, Thanksgiving Day is a reminder of the intentional action to destroy millions of Native Americans, their land being stolen, and the harsh assault on their culture. Before the Mayflower came over, Europeans brought foreign illnesses which killed Native people in large numbers. They also kidnapped and sold Native Americans in slavery. In 1621, pilgrims that came from England on the Mayflower settled on the land they colonized and renamed it, renamed it, it had a name, Plymouth, Massachusetts. They held a three-day feast that was attended by members of the Wampanoag tribe. Native Americans have been on the land for, had been on the land for centuries before the pilgrims landed. The Wampanoag tribe was not invited to the feast or Thanksgiving meal, but the leader declared an alliance with the settlers and the members of the tribe showed up in honor of a mutual defense pact. After having conversations, they decided to spend this time together and join the feast. Contrary to what we were taught in school, the first Thanksgiving was not a warm, fuzzy tradition for the Native Americans. The Wampanoag tribe shared their land, food, and knowledge with the Europeans. Without them sharing, the Europeans would not have had a successful harvest to lead to the first Thanksgiving. As believers, we should always begin our day being thankful. More now since we are approaching the Thanksgiving holiday. After the experiencing the effects of COVID separation, and thanks to the vaccine, a lot of families will be able to gather this year to break bread and shoot the breeze. Some will even discuss what they will hope to purchase at the Black Friday sale. Some family traditions are to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, eat a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Two people will break the wishbone for good luck. Even us good church folk will do that. Watch a football game or two on the TV. Some will even go outside and play the family annual flag football game. Some will go around the table and say what they are thankful for. Play board games a good game of spades, trash talking, take a nap. For some family, this is the beginning of the Christmas season and they will begin putting up their Christmas decorations. Corinth, a Roman colony, an urban area known for its architectural and artistic innovations, including the invention of black figure pottery. It was located about 40 miles west of Athens. It was a giant cultural melting pot. The two seaports made it very wealthy. Because of the prosperity of the city, it was full of corruption, including idolatry. It was the least Greek of the Greek cities and the least Roman city in the Roman Empire because of the great racial diversity of its population. There were people from all around the world in Corinth. It had been destroyed and rebuilt. It had fewer restraining traditions. The city had developed a love for things of pleasure. The people wanted to make money and have fun. 
There was a hill overlooking Corinth with the temple to the goddess Aphrodite. Part of their religion included prostitution. Not an ideal place to plant a church. Maybe even the modern New York City, New Orleans, or Los Angeles. While Paul was visiting Ephesus during his third missionary journey, he wrote 1 Corinthians to identify the problems they were having. The church was struggling with their environment. They were surrounded by corruption and sin, and they felt the pressure to adapt. They knew that they were free in Christ, but they didn't know what that freedom meant. In this book, he offers solutions to the problems. He also teaches believers how to live for Christ in a corrupt society or a secular world. Paul provides a model for the believer to live in a pagan world. We live in a secular world as well today, a world that tries to define life apart from God, a world where truth is relative based on the person. Although there were concerns that Paul needed to address, he begins this letter by encouraging them. Verses 2 and 3 reads, I am writing to God's church in Corinth, not to you who have been called by God to be. Let me start over. I am writing to God's church in Corinth, to you who have been called by God to be his holy people. Not just any people, but his own holy people set apart for his service. He made you holy by means of Christ Jesus, just as he did for all people everywhere who can call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Even in these verses, we can be thankful that we are his own holy people. We belong to him. We belong he didn't just leave us out there, but we belong to him. We were made holy by Christ Jesus. Paul prayed for grace and peace. Not only did Paul pray this, but I can imagine that Christ has prayed this for us many times as he sits at the right hand of God interceding on our behalf. In our passage today, we will find three reasons to give thanks. Our first reason is found in verse 4, God's grace. Can I hear you say God's grace? God's grace. Paul said, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Grace is God's unmerited favor, goodwill, loving kindness. During this time, it was important that, God, that Paul used my God. This distinguished Paul's God from the other gods that had no power or authority. Paul trusted in his God. Grace, this, this comes with love and with favor. And as we were reminded or maybe learned last week, we can't earn God's favor and grace. God loves us just the way we are. He gives his grace freely to whom he will. In this world, people want, to earn, want you to earn their love. So expectations are set. Some may be unrealistic. Remember when you were younger and you were dating? 
If you love me, you will do this. If you love me, you will do that. If you love me, you will do the other. Amen? Some of us have tried to learn love of our, earn the love of our parents, our siblings, our friends, and even those of the opposite sex. But God's love is free and unconditional, full of grace, mercy, and full of peace. The focus here is the grace that God has given us in Christ Jesus. Through Christ, God's grace is the gift of salvation. God, God's love and grace is free, but it's priceless. Simon, like many today, got it wrong. He thought he could pay Peter and John for the gift of laying on hands, and the people would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Money can't buy this gift. God alone is the only one that can give someone loving grace through the blood of his son. Romans 3 and 10 says, There is none righteous, no, not one, but God. He loves us in spite of us. Despite our shortcomings, he loves us. Despite our attitude, our personality, our likes, dislikes, and even if you're an alumni of A&T or Shaw, he still loves you. <laughs> Nothing is hidden from God's, and he still loves us. Can I hear you say God's grace? Thank you for the chuckle. <laughs> so reasons to give God thanks. Our second reason comes from verses 5 through 7. Can I hear you say spiritual gifts? Any of those out there, y'all have spiritual gifts today? Amen. Use your gift so that God will get the glory out of your life. So verses 5 through 7 reads, For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech, with all knowledge, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly await for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Enriched, it means plentiful, abundantly provided for by Christ. It appears from Paul's words that he is convinced that the believers have received the spiritual resources needed to fulfill their calling. So have we. The gifts God has, has given them will enable them to be blameless on the day of our Lord. Believers have access to gifts that will come to complete fruition on that day. They, the church, were enriched by God with his spiritual gifts. They were rich towards God. But society there, they had great material wealth, but was bankrupt spiritually. They were after the dollar and having fun. They were living the life, getting what they could, doing what was necessary to get ahead, doing wrong more than right. Values were distorted. This is true today. In the workplace, there are those climbing over, over others like crabs in a barrel, not caring who they step on or injure as they go up the ladder. There are some who climb the ladder by working hard to earn what they get but then they forget where they started and refuse to help others. The rich man in Luke 12 owned land that was plentiful. 
He had no room to store it all. So instead of giving to the poor, to the needy, to the homeless, to the widow, he said, I'll make bigger barns to hold this fruit and good. Then he said to a soul, soul, thou hast many goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God called him a fool because that night his soul would be required. Then who will the riches belong to? This man laid up his riches on earth and not toward God. Paul's words let us know that it is possible to be spiritually rich while in bondage. If you continue to read the chapter, you'll find that some of those in the church were slaves and they were being beaten. Then and now, God has given the believer all the spiritual gifts needed to live a successful life as his child. It may be hard based on the circumstances and the situations, but nothing is impossible with God. We only need to believe. We can have spiritual richness in our neighborhood, in our city, in our town, while living in a world full of spiritual poverty. Although they would get a tongue lashing later in the letter, at this point in his letter, he was addressing who they are in Christ. Their lives and our lives have been enriched by Christ. They had the truth of God's message, the gospel, and this made them rich. African Americans, just like Native Americans, have lived during the time of first Thanksgiving, made it through slavery, beatings, genocide, oppression, segregation, and so much more. Singing was a way for slaves to express their feelings, whether sorrow, joy, inspiration, or hope. It was a way to communicate during their voyage from Africa. The love for music was passed down from generation to generation, and along with their faith in God, it helped them to overcome harsh times. In him we live, we move, we have our being. So like the church in Corinth, we don't put our trust in the blessing, but we instead put our trust in the blessor. His spiritual gifts that God has given to the church is so that he will get the glory. What does it profit anyone to gain the whole world but lose his or her soul? We can be rich in possessions, but that means nothing if we don't have relationship with God. If we are not trying to become more like Christ, it means nothing. Now, as we are preparing for the 2020 officers, consider your gifts. Step into your rightful position here at New Providence. Put your spiritual gifts to work here so that God will get the glory. We, like many other churches, have continued to thrive through this pandemic. Let's give back. In verse 7, it reads, you do not lack any spiritual gift. He has given us all great potential. Use what you have to work for the Lord and build the kingdom of God. He is not withholding any gift that will help you to do his work and to build the body of Christ. If your gift is to be a greeter, be like Brother Sam McCullough. Smile and say good morning as you greet those attending the morning worship. 
If your gift is to be an usher, be like Sister Jerry. Escort attendees to their seat with the best attitude you can. If they're difficult and don't want to follow your instructions, if your gift is singing, sing your song with a grateful heart like Sister Mary McGregor. If your gift is teaching, be like Sister Betty Ballantyne. Pray, study the material, do your research, and let God get the glory out of the lesson. I'm not telling you to strive to be like these people. We need to strive to be like God. But these people have spent time with God, so they are our earthly examples. And there are many more, so please don't get offended that I didn't call you. But I thank God for the earthly examples that he has given by people who spend time with God. Amen? Amen. It does not matter what your gift is. And to someone else, your gift may seem special, may not seem special. But God is the giver of the gift. Your gift is needed in this world. No matter how insignificant or grand, the work you do is important to God. And that's what matters, not what people think. Spiritual gifts, reasons to give thanks. The last is strength. Can I hear you say strength? Any strong believers in the audience today? Any strong believers online today? Amen. Our strength, verse 8, says, He will also keep you firm to the end, that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. The New Living Translation reads, He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. That's the day we're all waiting for, for him to return and to call us home to live with him in eternity. How are we to be strong? Ephesians 6 tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh, it's not against blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of darkness in this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything that you can do, stand. Amen? Earlier, we talked about spiritual gifts, and I mentioned how slaves would sing. This singing helped them through the gray area between slavery and freedom. Out of this, the song, There Is a Bomb in Gilead, was born. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. We know Harriet Tugman conducted the Underground Railroad. The exact number of people that were led to freedom is unknown. But one of the songs that was birthed during this time was Wade in the Water. Wade in the Water. Wade in the Water, children. Wade in the Water. God's going to trouble the water. It was their faith in God and these songs of encouragement that helped them through the rough times. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, 
It reads, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. It's not our strength, but it's God's strength. The strength that we have is not of ourselves, but it's his strength. When we hold on to his unchanging hands and his promises, we can make it through any situation or circumstance. By calling them blameless, he wasn't saying that they had never done anything wrong or didn't have any fault. But it, what he was saying is that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 5 and 10 says, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong. Anybody need to be restored? Anybody need some strength? All we got to do is call on the God of, that we serve, right? The God that Paul was preaching about to his church, in, writing about in this letter to the church. His grace is sufficient for you and for me. No matter what you're going through, your suffering is just for a little while. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, it comes in the morning. There's no need for us to worry because God does not sleep or slumber. We can lay it at his feet. We can place it in his hands. We can put it out there in the atmosphere, and God will take care of it. Amen? Amen. He might not do it like we want him to do it, but he's going to take care of it because that's his promises. We are his holy people. We are his chosen people, right? The Bible tells us that if our earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more will our heavenly father do for those who love him? They, he loves us, and we love him back. So he's going to take care of his children. That's his word. It says the righteous cry, and he will hear, and he will answer our prayers. Amen? Amen. Know that you have been redeemed, purchased with the price of the blood of the Lamb. You have not, no, you have been adopted into the family so that you get to call him Abba, Father, our Father, my Father, your Father, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is ours. We are his. Amen? Amen. We have so many reasons to give thanks, not just for his grace, spiritual gifts, and strength, but so many more. So as I come to a close, I need your help. We're going to do a little call and response. I'll say what we have to be thankful for, and I need you all to say give thanks. You ready? God's grace. Spiritual gifts. Strength. His love. Protection. Provision. Forgiveness, his word, breath, family, jobs, cars, clothes, food, shelter, life, health, hope, joy, peace, Jesus, salvation. Amen. Come on and give God some thanks. Thank you so much for your participation. Amen.
We have so much to give God thanks for. So many wonderful blessings and so many open doors. A brand new mercy along with each day for waking me up this morning. That's why I praise him. For starting me on my way. That's why I praise him. For letting me see the sunlight of a brand new day. You've been my provider. So many times you've met my need. Has he met your need? Day after day, minute after minute, he meets our needs. He's rescued us when we didn't even know that we were in trouble, that we were in danger. God kept us. For every mountain, you brought us over. For every trial, you've seen us through. For every blessing, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In verse 9 of the text, God is faithful by whom you are called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Christ our Lord, give thanks for he is faithful. In spite of our successes and failures, he is faithful. If you continue to read, you'll see that they were doing some things wrong. Some of them didn't love each other. Some didn't respect their leaders. Some were divided. However, Paul began with encouragement and with compassion. We got to be encouraged today. We've got to have compassion today. More than ever in this troubling time, we have to show compassion. How can we show it without the love of Christ? We can't. In order to be like God, we've got to have him in our heart. We've got to be his children. We've got to be his holy people. People he, who he have decided to separate, to take a sit aside from other people so that he can get the glory out of our lives. So that he can get the honor and the praise because he's worthy. So worthy. We have to give thanks with a grateful heart. To the Lamb of God. The poor can say that we're rich. The sick can say that we're healed. Amen. Amen. We have to give thanks for everything. When you wake up in the morning, there's a song that says, It's His breath in our lungs. Just thank God for it. He continued to breathe in you as you slept last night. Thank you, God, for your breath. Thank you, God, that I can open my eyes and open my mouth. Thank you, God, that I can turn around and get out of the bed and stand on my feet. Thank you, God, that I can walk into the bathroom and do what I need to do in the morning. That I can get up and Give him glory and give him praise. Spend a little bit of time with Jesus before we walk out the door so that we're covered. Put on that whole armor of God that we may be able to stand in this last and evil day. Stand before a world, an inner world that is corrupt, that it has, it's spiritually poverty, spiritual poverty. We can still give thanks. 
God bless you. Remember, give thanks for his grace, his spiritual gifts, and for his strength. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.